ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. I'm Bryson Foster. I'm joined with my co-host, Brad Walton, and we're here to pre- uh, recap Kansas uh, F1 and two IndyCar races at Texas. Yeah, and we also will look ahead to Darlington this weekend for some throwback throwdown. But anyways, let's get into the action. Last week, Kyle Busch would win the truck race at Kansas uh, in a lap, lap, last lap pass of Ross Chastain and Austin Hill uh, to win that race. But he wouldn't stop there. Kyle Busch would go on to win the cup race on Sunday. He was not the most dominant car in that cup race, but he was at the right place at the right time. Lewis Hamilton wins the F1 race in Porto Mayo, Portugal, uh, holding off Max Verstappen there. Uh, Scott Dixon would win the first IndyCar race at Texas. That was on Saturday night. And Pato O'Ward would get his first career win in the IndyCar race number two at Texas. Ben, what are your thoughts on these winners and the races from this weekend? Yeah, Kyle Busch sweeps the weekend, so that was good to see for him. He hasn't been on his game for quite a while, so we'll see if this can turn things around. It was a race dominated by Kyle Larson. Just the restarts didn't um, go his way at the end, and Kyle Busch, on the other hand, was able to pounce. So uh, good for him to see if we can uh, get some momentum rolling for him. Yeah, so we're going to move on to some news. we got a lot to talk about this week, that's for sure. First things first, let's talk about the all-star race format that was announced last week. And for a lot of people, I think including me, it was a kind of strange way to do the all-star race. But nonetheless, it's worth to give it a try for NASCAR. But we're going to run down kind of what the race format will be. There will be 100 laps at Texas uh, and six rounds, so practically six stages. Um, and rounds one through four will be 15 laps each. Round five will be 30 laps. That's the longest stage in the race. And then the final round, round six, will be a 10-lap shootout to decide the winner of the All-Star race. But how those cars will line up will be pretty interesting. That's for sure. Uh, Round one will be determined via random draws. So that's the starting lineup for round one. After round one, round two will start, and the field will be inverted via random draw. So the random draw will be either the first eight cars are inverted or 12 cars are inverted, and that drawing will be on FS1. So what will happen is if it is uh, eight cars, then eight will go to first, first will go to eighth, and vice versa, and then 12th will be the same way. Uh, Before the start of round three, the entire field will be inverted. So no matter how many cars are in the field, 20, 22, um, they will be inverted. So whoever 22nd will become first. They'll run round three, then round four, the field will be inverted via random draw. Again, minimum of eight, maximum of 12. Then starting positions for round five will consist of the cumulative finish from rounds one through four. The lowest cumulative finisher starts on the pole. Second lowest starts second, and so forth. All cars must enter pit road for a mandatory four-tire pit stop during round five. The starting positions in the final round are set by the finishing positions of round five. Only green flag laps will count in the NASCAR All-Star Race. And the fastest team on pit road during that mandatory stop in round five will earn $100,000. And the race winner will, of course, be awarded $1 million. Who got to catch my breath. That's a lot to 
rundown. Ben, what are your thoughts on this wacky all-star race format? Yeah, it's kind of a mouthful to try to kind of comprehend uh, how it's going to lay out and everything. And maybe uh, I, I, I personally would just prefer a much simpler format, maybe something like just the three segments, like they say, like they used to have, like when they first started the all-star race. So I don't know, for a fan's perspective, I would just rather have something that's going to be easier process, you know, pretty simple layout. Isn't going to confuse the drivers, the teams, and whatever, and we'll see how it goes. Could be exciting. I mean, I guess when you're running out of Texas with a track like that, you're going to need a format that's going to make things complicated and hopefully brew some good racing. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Ben. I think a more simple approach probably would work a lot better. But, you know, this is the NASCAR All-Star Race. It's an event that, you know, NASCAR is able to try new things and work out some kinks on some ideas that they may have. Uh, Ben, what are your thoughts on, you know, the pit road competition and that the pit crew can get involved? I think that's a pretty cool idea and aspect of the race as well, don't you think? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, Anytime you can get uh, the pit crew involved is always a good time. I mean, they're such big athletes on, you know, their weekly training and what they got to do. And I mean, you can win win or lose a race on pit road. And so I think incorporating them, uh, for that final segment, I'll get them hype, kind of get the whole team behind them. So, Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of the pit crew challenge that they used to have uh, All-Star Race Weekend, you know, years ago. That was always, you know, something very fun and, and, and entertaining to watch, that's for sure. Uh, so moving on, Atlanta Motor Speedway will be full capacity for the July race, uh, which is going to be pretty awesome to have all race fans there. Uh, full full capacity. I think uh, this move right here pretty much shows that we are out of the worst of the pandemic and that we have gotten through it. Uh, Ty Majeski, this is news that was broke this week. Ty Majeski will run races for Thor Sport. Ty Majeski, the former driver at Nice Motorsports, uh, is going to pilot a fifth truck for Thor Sport at Charlotte and Nashville with potential for another race as well. So Majeski competed in 15 truck races last season scoring three top tens. Ben, thoughts on Ty Majeski coming back uh, to the truck series, especially with a high-profile team like Thor Sport? Yeah, good for him to get another opportunity and, and some good equipment that he always hasn't really had the access to uh, across his career. I think he's a great racer. Um, I think he's very underrated on what he can do whenever he jumps in the car, truck, or whatever. So hopefully this leads to better opportunities in the future for him. Yeah, moving on to some rather sad news. Eric McClure, uh, former Xfinity Series driver, uh, when he drove it was the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Uh, He passed away this week at the age of 42. So uh, me and Ben's thoughts go out to that family, that's for sure. And it's it's pretty sad. Eric McClure was, uh, I think, a fan favorite back when he drove. Uh, You know, one of those small teams just trying to – Make ends meet. Ben, thoughts on Eric McClure's sad passing? Yeah, it's sad for sure. Uh, anytime you lose somebody else in the NASCAR community. And uh, hasn't really been in a race uh, in the recently. But, uh, yeah, definitely thoughts go out to the family. Yeah, now moving on to GMS racing. Uh, Rafael Lazard, who's driven the 24 for every truck race this season, uh, announced that he will no longer be competing in the 24 for the remainder of the season. 
Uh, Lazard explained that, you know, funding was an issue through the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, sadly, he will not race another race this season, uh, and he's going to prepare for the 2022 season. Uh, you know, Rafael Lazard had a good start to the season, was running well for GMS, and, and sadly, he's out. I don't uh, really like the move. Uh, you know, he's definitely grown on me, and he's one of those up-and-comers that you just want to pull for. He's that underdog that finally got a break, and, you know, he, he won't be able to go through with that anymore. Ben, this is kind of a weird situation, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate for him. He uh, didn't have a great year last year for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Did get a win, but uh, um, yeah, sad to see him out of a ride. Um, you know, a young guy like that needs experience, but uh, hopefully he's able to find some more sponsorship and keep going. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Rafael Lazar did not make the playoffs last year. Did get a win uh, at Talladega, so you know, that's that's pretty cool that, you know, he, he did get a win and did get the opportunity. But, uh, yeah, Rafael Lazard out at GMS. And his replacement for this weekend at Darlington will be former Xfinity Series driver Ryan Reed. He's going to fill in in the 24 for GMS. Uh, Ryan Reed uh, has run two races for CMI Motorsports in the 49. Hasn't really run well. Hasn't really showed anything. And he was really a lackluster driver when he drove at Roush Racing and the Xfinity Series. But he will get the opportunity at GMS this weekend uh, at Darlington. So, Ben, thoughts on Ryan Reed uh, driving for GMS when really he hasn't done anything notable since he's returned with these two truck starts this season? Yeah, I think he's just trying to get his name in the hat um, for rides next year, I would assume. Uh, maybe go have a couple good runs and some good equipment. Maybe that'll lead to more opportunities for GMS, but uh, definitely a tough, tough track to make another start. Um, but we'll see how it goes for him. Yeah, moving on, Tanner Berryhill will return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series this weekend at Darlington driving the number three for our motorsports. Uh, he's also going to get the nod to uh, drive that car uh, in the two races at Texas Motor Speedway, Barry Hill has not made a start in NASCAR since 2018. Uh, and he's not made an Xfinity Series start since 2014. So uh, it'll definitely be a weekend for him to try to get the rust off. Uh, ben, thoughts on Tanner Barry Hill's return? And really, do you have any expectations for him, or, or do you think it's going to be a kind of a learning experience once again for him? I think it'll be a learning experience. Uh, we'll have to see how he does in the 23 I mean, Tyler Reddick had a really good run in Homestead earlier this year, but um, I'm not sure that Tanner Bailey here has got quite the edge that Tyler Reddick does to maybe drive a car that's maybe not the probably B-tier equipment, I'd say. Uh, maybe C-tier in the Xfinity Series. Uh, it'll definitely be a learning curve for him. I think it'll be solid equipment, so probably better than uh, most cars he's driven in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, I think for Tanner Bailey Hill, the only expectation – he has is to be better than Natalie Decker. <laughs> Eric Darnell will return to the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at Darlington in the number 45 for Nice Motorsports. And we should pretense by saying, we talked about this last week, Brett Moffitt, uh, we were saying, you know, could he be out at Nice? Well, he was replaced by Bailey Curry at Kansas, and the trend will continue as he has been replaced at Darlington. Eric Darnell, who's not made a start in the series since 2008, will drive the 45 this weekend at Darlington. So some really big news. Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
will make his return to the NASCAR Xfinity Series on September 11th at Richmond. He's going to drive a special number eight United for America paint scheme honoring the victims of 9-11. Junior's most, most recent Xfinity Series win came at Richmond back in 2016. You know, this has been a trend for Dale Jr. running at least one or two races a year for Junior Motorsports. You know, the fan favorite driver, he'd won that award so many years. This definitely has got to have the approval of many fans. Ben, what are your thoughts for Dale Jr. getting back behind the wheel at Richmond? Yeah, it's exciting, especially whenever he uh, returns to Xfinity to run his own car, and especially the great um, cool circumstances with the paint scheme and everything. And uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I mean, he probably doesn't have much expectations. Uh, Richmond has been a good track for him in the past to kind of do some one-offs. So I'm excited to see him on track, whether he does well or not. So the last bit of NASCAR news is about the next gen being released. We knew it was coming, and this week was the week that it was revealed. So Chevy, Ford, and Toyota rolled out their new next gen models. Ben, what are your thoughts on these models? They're pretty good looking, if I do say so myself. Uh, and really, what are your expectations for these next gen models? I know for a lot of NASCAR fans, we hope that it will promote you know better racing and you know have a better aero package. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, they're really trying to put more stock elements back into stock car racing. Um, you know, with the independent suspension and the, how they're doing the front and rear pins and, you know, the bigger brakes, bigger tires. Um, the rear deck lid, I believe it's called, is a lot shorter. So it looks like the cars, the spoilers have kind of a curve to them. Um, whole new steering systems and everything. So they're going to be really different to drive. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do any testing with other cars on the track. Uh, how are they going to behave in packs and how they're going to drive across the different types of um, tracks that NASCAR goes to. Um, I'm definitely intrigued to see uh, more of that when that comes out, but I think they look great. I think the Ford's probably my favorite looking one. Maybe it's just that blue that they put on there, but just the 3D shapes in the back and kind of how the bumpers, I mean, they, they really look like they're, closer to the street models that the manufacturers put on the road. So it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, they do look really good. And, you know, I, th I think it'll definitely take some getting used to for these drivers. But, you know, I'm hoping for a brighter future with these. Uh, the Ford is the Mustang. Uh, the Chevy is the Camaro. But what's really disappointing is for me that Toyota went with Camry. I was kind of hoping uh, they would go with Supra. Ben, I don't don't know if, if you are of the same opinion of me, but – I was I was kind of hoping for a Supra. Yeah, um, Dave Wilson, the president of TRD, talked about that during the announcement or the the big presentation of the new cars, and they said um, the Supra looks like it'll probably stay in the Xfinity series because they want to promote the Tundra, the Supra, the Camry, especially now that they have a TRD edition of the Camry. They kind of want to keep that promoted in the um, Cup series. Yeah, so let's move into you know some F one. And IndyCar news, so three races combined uh, for these series. And they were all pretty fun races. Um, honestly, they, they were good to watch. Had some competitive racing, especially the IndyCar race. You know, any time they go to Texas, you know that it's it's going to be pretty hard-nosed racing. But let's start with news in F1 about Romain Grosjean, who'd been driving in the IndyCar series. Um, he will come back to F1 kind of have a farewell drive because he didn't 
get to have a farewell start because of his uh, injury, the fiery crash that happened at Bahrain. But he's going to get behind a Mercedes, get to test that car at the French GP. And he's also, before the race starts, under formation laps, he will get to lead the field. So this is pretty cool. Ben, Romain Grosjean gets to return. It, it, it seems that uh, finally something good is going to come uh, out of the world uh, after this long year. Yeah, um, a great opportunity for him um, uh, at Mercedes. And I don't know if this means that he'll kind of get a passage back in F1 in the future, but I mean, he's doing pretty well in IndyCar so far. So, I mean, it's it's just great to see. Any, anytime he's going to be in a car um, back in F1, I'm going to be excited. Yeah, so Pato Award won that second IndyCar race um, at Texas. But he had to deal with Zach Brown, who was over uh, McLaren, both the IndyCar team and the F1 team. And he said, Pato, you know, if you win, we'll put you in an F1 car. And that's what's going to happen. Pato Award will get to test for McLaren at the Abu Dhabi GP at the end of the season. Uh, so that's a, a cool thing for sure. Um, and, and good for Pato. He lived up to the end of his bargain, and uh, he's going to get rewarded for it as well. Uh, ben, Sergio Perez had a great day at Portugal. Led a couple of laps. A little questionable pitch strategy from the Red Bull guys. But, you know, Sergio getting up there and leading laps definitely has to be a, a good sign for the future of that team. Yeah, um, I, I think it's great that he's able to show his talents in some good cars and everything. And uh, we'll just have to see if he can kind of consistently do that through the season. It's still pretty early. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, moving into IndyCar. So the first IndyCar race uh, was won by Scott Dixon, but in that race there was some drama between Sebastian Bordes and Joseph Newgarden. Uh, both cars were fighting for position, and all of a sudden they go into turn one. They're going to come out of turn two, and Joseph Newgarden comes up and clips the back of Sebastian Bordes. He slams into the wall on a really good day. For that AJ Foyt team results in a last place finish uh, due to a crash. Uh, you know, there were some words said between both of these drivers. Sebastian Bourdais was not happy with Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden felt that Sebastian Bourdais should have got out of his way. Ben, would you say this is drama in the, our IndyCar series? And, you know, do you think this will continue? Um, You know, it's tough. It's... uh. You know, with how fast these cars are going on the ovals, um, we see it in NASCAR too on the on the you know super speedway tracks. You know, you got to throw these aggressive blocks, um, or is you're just going to lose momentum. And even if you do, you can still lose momentum. So, I think it's it's just kind of a racing deal. I think either driver would do it again um, or make moves like that. That's just kind of what you have to do on the ovals. Yeah, so we're going to stay in the first race at Texas. Scott McLaughlin. Had a really good run for Penske Racing. Uh, he finished second. He never really raced on an oval before, but he comes home second in the first race. Ben Scott McLaughlin, who's a rookie, but he's not really a rookie. You know, he's he's had a pretty illustrious career. Has a standout performance. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what Scott McLaughlin has for the rest of the season. Yeah, I am too, for sure. Um, again, like a kind of said in previous episodes i'm a big fan of his of what he did uh, in the v8 supercars and uh, i'm excited to see his progression still 
Yeah, also a good run for Jack Harvey. He's had a really good start to the season. So I hope for that Mayor Shank team that, you know, he, he continues to run well. Um, so we move into the second car race. Graham Rahal ran good in the first race. He finished fifth. Um, but then in the second race at Texas, he was able to lead 13 laps and come home third. Now, Graham Rahal has not won a race in some time. Uh, and, and he seems to, you know, had kind of been that number two driver to Takuma Sato. But now maybe Graham Rahal looks like he is on the rise. Ben, thoughts on Graham Rahal's rise back to the top? Yeah, uh, he's having a good run and everything. Uh, I hope that uh, he can carry this momentum on the road courses as well. So, uh, yeah, but uh, definitely a good run for him. Yeah, back to the IndyCar series, uh, that second race at Texas. On the first lap, well, not even really the first lap, uh, there was a huge crash before they even got to the line. Many cars were involved. Uh, Sebastian Bordes, Alexander Rossi, Pietro Fildipaldi, Ed Jones, Dalton Kellett, and Connor Daly was on his lid. He was flipped upside down. It was definitely a scary crash. Ben, what do you think the IndyCar needs to do to make you know these drivers more safe? And it's good to see Connor Daly get out of that car after a nasty, nasty flip. Yeah, the halo did its job. Um, the screen, um, you know, kept it from his head getting any closer to the ground. So it was a great job there, able to walk away. But yeah, pretty scary. Um, again, they're just they're going at such high speeds. When you make a any late blocks or moves like that, it just it stacks everybody up so much, and there's only so many places you can go. So it's uh, it's definitely scary to see. But glad he's okay. Yeah, Scott Dixon, we want to shed some light on him. Man, what a weekend. You know, I mean, we knew coming into Texas he was going to be the favorite to win, I think, both races. He did win the first one. He led 206 laps. That's just absurd. And then he followed that up on Sunday with 163 laps led. Ben, Scott Dixon is just dominating the series once again. Is Scott Dixon on a path to another championship? I mean, it's still pretty early. He didn't really um, have any big pace by any means on any of the road courses yet this year, but, you know, he's always going to be good on the ovals. I think if he keeps it up, he's going to be a, a really good contender for the 500 this year. So, uh, yeah, the GOAT does what the GOAT does. Yeah, so let's move into the show wrap-up. Four races this weekend. Truck, Xfinity, and Cup at Darlington. And F1 is in Spain. So, four good races this weekend. Ben, I'm going to give you the floor first. Throwback truck race at Darlington on Friday night. Who's going to get the win? I'm going to go with Johnny Sauter. It's about time that he gets back in victory lane. And you're going to need some veteran experience to get it done at Darlington. Now, I'm going to pick the young gun, Zane Smith. I don't think GMS has won a race this year, but I think they will do it. At Darlington, Zane Smith ran very good uh, at this track last year. Then Xfinity Series, this was a fun competitive race last year that saw Brandon Jones steal a win over Chastain and Denny Hamlin. Who do you pick for the Xfinity Series race? Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Jones. Um, Darlington's known for its late race restarts, and Brandon Jones usually gets them done, so I'll go with it. Yeah, I'm going to pick Ty Gibbs. So Ty Gibbs will run a throwback this weekend in the 54. 
Uh, Ty Gibbs, every time he's gotten behind the wheel this year, he's had a good result. So I think he'll get his second win of the season. Ben, main event for NASCAR, the cup race on Sunday. And it's just so great to see all these throwbacks. Keith, who's going to take it home for you? I am going to go with Denny Hamlin. I mean, he was so close. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to uh, keep talking about the fact that he hasn't won yet, and he's had so much speed. And Kansas was with his day to get it done. Got in the wall kind of late, but uh, I say Darlington's probably his best track statistically. So I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the man that won two of the three races last year. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I think, is gonna get it done. Uh, he, he needs to get something, and he had a really good run at Kansas, finished second. I think he'll get back to victory lane this weekend. Then we move from Darlington, South Carolina. We move all the way across the pond to Spain. Spanish GP, who you got in the F1 race? I'm going to go with Lewis Hamilton. Uh, we've gone with kind of some non-Mercedes pick the past few weeks, but I think it's time to get a little more points on the old fantasy board for us. Yeah, I'm going to pick Max Verstappen. Uh, another really good run for him last week. Another second-place finish. Um, he hasn't finished worse than second this season. I, I really think it's going to be between Lewis and Max Verstappen uh, this whole season who's going to win the championship. But I think Max Verstappen gets back to victory lane, gets back to the top of that podium, and wins. So just to update on the scoreboard, Ben is now leading me 4-3. to three. Uh, ben has John Hunter Demacek at Vegas, Kyle Busch at Atlanta, and he's able to get two wins this weekend with Kyle Busch again in Kansas and Scott Dixon at Texas. I'm still sitting at three. So hopefully we can get our first cut pick right this weekend. Uh, ben, any final thoughts or words for this episode? Throwback weekend, baby. I'm excited. I love always seeing the paint schemes throughout the weekend. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, well, that's going to do it for another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. We'll see you next week for some more NASCAR and racing action.